Megan, we're finally telling the truth. It's truth in broadcasting, Jerry. (laughs) What's that like? (laughs) Oh man! So we, David and I, worked for clearly a good twenty-two seconds there while we have not been together, gentlemen. Welcome back. Yeah, Yeah, right. Welcome back. Yeah, and we got Casey Campbell with us tonight too on Music Warner. Hey, Casey. Hey, everybody. Long time no see. Yeah, no kidding, For those man. Who don't know, and I think everybody does know, but Casey is himself a uh, prominent singer, songwriter, and we're going to feature a couple of the songs uh, tonight. Uh, and so we're very happy to have Casey. And uh, hey, Jerry, this is something uh, that I don't know how many people know, a lot of people do, that you were born in England. And, and by the way, do you have and have you had your whole life dual citizenship or not? Um, I had dual citizenship for um, my childhood or okay. in my teenage years. But once I became 18, I chose. Gotcha. And I uh, chose to be an American. And the next day we went into Vietnam. So you got it. Another well-timed. Are you kidding me? <clears throat> is that is that for real? Like, well, literally? it's a little bit of an embellishment, but yes, I did, uh, <laughs> because I, I haven't yet bought into this whole tell the truth stuff. You no, know, no, that's no. for you guys. No, no, yeah. you and Donald Trump would get along just Okay, fine. we'll go ahead and talk oh, about that off air, break. guys. That's going to be a, a sidebar. Uh, but it, it's been a minute been since we've been together. England, having gone back there, I know this because we've been friends for years. You've gone back there many times. I yes. know. All kidding aside, you are very popular in England, and maybe maybe a lot of people over there know that you were born there, Jerry, or maybe it's just yeah. Jerry Springer personality. But the Queen passed since we last spoke, yep. and uh, what, what is what are your feelings about that? Did you watch the week two to week and a half, whatever it was, of coverage of all of that stuff? What do you think? The whole thing. Uh, I admit it. Yes, I'm a card carrying liberal. And yet apparently my reaction to the news of the day can't always be accurately be predicted based on what we assume is a liberal's North Star. The emotional part of our memory or soul can unexpectedly clash with what we assume is the rational discipline of our belief system. I turned on my phone. Boom. The queen is dead. A punch in the gut. What? She was 96 in failing health. What's shocking? Plus, I'm an American, a liberal American, hardly a monarchist. Why was I tearing up? I immediately texted my sister, Evelyn, who had the exact same reaction, and she shared her feelings and memories as well. You see, we were born in England back when King George reigned, and as young children, we didn't have political views. We just knew we were his loyal subjects proudly waving the Union Jack and singing God Save the King. In 1949, Mom and Dad, having survived barely two world wars, brought us to America on the belief that this was the one place on Earth where they could truly be free and safe and all things were possible. Evelyn and I shared our memories. We'd been in America for, what, three years then when King George died and 26-year-old Elizabeth would now be queen. 
So our folks went out and bought our first television set back in 1953. That was a big deal. A little 12-inch black and white RCA Victor model so that we could watch the coronation of Queen Elizabeth. In fact, that was the first thing I ever watched on television. And the pictures were coming from all the way back in England. Imagine that. Evelyn remembers the huge scrapbook she put together and still has about the queen-to-be. Okay, but why would these memories elicit such an emotional response today? Well, England holds a special place in our hearts. My family, grandparents, uncles, aunts, cousins, virtually the entire family, save mom and dad and mom's sister, was exterminated in the concentration camps of Nazi Germany. Our family tree became a twig. And the only reason mom and dad survived is because literally two weeks before Hitler invaded Poland on September 1st of 1939, starting World War II, simultaneously shutting the gates on Jews trying to get out, they miraculously secured two visas to get to England, where a month later my sister was born and later during the war I was. Because America had a quota limiting the number of Jews granted admission each year, Churchill and England turned out to be their only refuge, their only means of escape. Simply put, if England, two weeks before the gate shut, hadn't granted mom and dad their visas, they would have suffered the same fate as the rest of the family, and Evelyn and I would never have been born. I guess I always knew this, but the death of Queen Elizabeth, really the only monarch I've ever known, just brought to my consciousness the debt owed to Great Britain and its courage to stand up to Hitler when in the beginning, no one else would. And yet, though I can mourn the passing of the queen and feel the gratitude I owe Great Britain for my very existence, that does not hide the reality that historically the British Empire upon which the sun once never set, that same sun illuminated the disgraceful and inexcusable way people of color who were subjects of the monarchy in the colonies were for centuries treated. They were slaves, soiling the history of the empire, just as our American history has been soiled by slavery. And then the Jim Crow laws and the discrimination that shames us even as we still live with it today. The difference between Britain and America is that Britain outsourced its slavery to the colonies while we imported ours from Africa. And no, those of us living today didn't create this horrific institution. But over generations, those of us who are white have certainly benefited from the forced labor and dehumanization that people of color have been subjected to. I admit to being conflicted by my feelings, grateful, grateful for what England did for me, but ashamed by a monarchy that has stood and prospered as <clears throat> as a symbol of white supremacy. You see, I can't understand how any decent person can honor the Confederacy that fought a treasonous war against America for the sole purpose of protecting the sin of slavery. And yet, isn't it then hypocritical of me to be honoring a monarchy which has historically 
built its empire by virtue of its racist colonization. Like much in life, it's complicated. We can mourn the queen, the monarchy, not so much. Yeah, that's good, Jerry. Yeah, well said. Thanks. And Jerry, again, like, and as an American citizen who has really no ties to the monarchy other than like social and, you know, like media, like what's going on today. And like, it's the Kate and William. And of course, like now we have King Charles and Camilla Consort and all this nonsense. And we live through Diana. Um, Hearing you talk about, and I've told your story about you guys getting a television when you, in 1953. And yeah. not only to take your story, but look, let's look at this woman's story. She was, what, 26 when she yeah. took the throne? Churchill, who was born in the 1800s, yeah. was the prime minister. This woman had to change, and she did. Yeah. throughout her lifetime and i think that's very important and it was reluctant at times and we saw the reluctancy but i think it was very important that great britain under elizabeth ii was able to make major changes socially and now she's handed it off it's charles will be there for a little bit and then we get wills and gates <laughs> yeah. well, and then it's the new generation you know yeah that's uh, you're exactly you're exactly right and um you know, the change didn't come quickly, but the fact that she put the power of the empire behind letting it happen, mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, the colonies all literally got on their own. And with one or two exceptions, there was no war to stop it from happening. Yep. You know, with America, there was back you know, when, but, you know, in this, in the, in this century, she did modernize it. And it has no, I mean, it has no relevance today, really, except that in England, the monarchy is the flag. Mm-hmm. And it's, in, in America, it's the, the flag, but our leaders are political. So, you know, we get half the country always hating the president. Right. <laughs> but in England, no matter what your politics are, there's the queen and you that get just the royal becomes family. the symbol of their. And there was a sense of community. And, and I think one of the most poignant moments was in London yesterday. There was total silence. I mean, other than people that were at where the parade was going on. There No one was on the streets. London's like New York, deathly silent. In other words, there was just a sense of community. And we're living right now here in America when you'd be hard pressed to find anything that is going to bring that kind of unity and sense of America. Because there's so many different views of what America is. In other words, I think we pay a price for being so cavalier in destroying our norms. You know, the damage of Trumpism, the damage of no respect for, you know, for our courts anymore, for the justice system, for the media. I mean, there's no institution gets any respect anymore. But then, Jerry, like hearing you say that, man, like, and I'm 42, I'm not 20. 
and I'm not arguing, but like there is something that like I hear my stepdaughter talking about, like those institutions and the things that we like, and I agree with you to many extents, like it's what keeps us together. It what binds us together. But I got to tell you, this next generation is not in the same realm. Like they just aren't. Their generation is bound together by social media, by activism, much like yours, just on a very different level. I, I, I totally agree. And technology has, yep. has really permitted that to just grow and grow and grow. But I, you know, I really wonder what all Americans can agree on anymore. I mean, obviously, if we're attacked, we all get together because uh-huh. we don't want to be attacked. Sure. But, you know, but otherwise, I mean, how, how do we have after uh, January 6th, how, how do we have a divided country on the correctness of that? <laughs> why, why there's almost half, well, not half anymore, thankfully, we're moving away from that. But why did such a significant part of the country think that was okay? You know, Jerry, really some people would blame it on you. On what America is anymore. <laughs> some people would argue that it's partially your fault. Like, and I'm not being silly. And like, like some people would argue it's the Jerry Springers and the blah, blah, blah of the world that have brought us to this point because it's sensational. And this is what brings people together. So like some people would argue that you're part of it. I know you better. Yeah. I know how we all work and I know yeah, how but you I talk, never thought we, but <laughs> I never thought we should attack the Capitol. You know, no, but yeah. like we said, back in what, 2004, when we started our radio program, like people talked about you and your show as something that was so sensational. And how does America come together after this kind of sensationalism? So I'm just trying to like, you know, I know it's not your fault, Jerry. I'm, I'm not putting at your doorstep. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the purple. <laughs> you know, there's right by Bannon. <laughs> As part of this coverage of the all the ceremonial stuff, and it's not over because then there'll be the coronation of the king. So we're, you know, get ready for another round. Yep. <clears throat> but that might not be for a year or so. But poll data in England shows, this is to your point, Megan, that the 18 to 24 year olds in the UK don't give a rip about the monarchy and probably would prefer to drop it like so many other countries have some through bloodshed some through just voting get rid of it Uh, it struck me this is to the point of your commentary jerry as i watched it and my wife watched you know almost every minute of it and i watched you know maybe a half of it coming in and out of rooms uh it was so white it looked like a republican convention oh yeah just looked at all the people <clears throat> all the people in the church, all the people in the parades, all the people lining the parade route, they're all a bunch of white people. Yeah, you're right. So, and as you look at uh, London, and it's all, so it's it's uh, generational, the support for the monarchy, and it's also geographic. Certain places, London, as you might expect, it's the New York City of England, is where the the queen and and the royalty have the most support. If you get away from there, it's, you know, uh, life may have gone on to some degree. Now, I am, I don't have a dog in the fight because I'm not from England. I was not born there. And, you know, I'm just an observer. 
But I think the concept, there was another fact that I got during all this coverage, because they, they dig up all these, you know, haters and lovers dig up all this stuff. That Prince Charles, now the king, a month ago before his mom died, had a billion dollars in property, just him. Now you could say, well, it really belongs to England. No, no, no. I don't get to, if I'm in a, a, a living in England, I don't get to go live in that summer home and <laughs> pick a country. Nor are you allowed to visit it. No. <laughs> so Gene Galvin people, is not allowed on those premises. <laughs> there are people inside and outside of England who look at that and say, what the hell is that? Now, uh, the unifying thing, and you say that, well, Jerry, when you say it's the flag, it's in place of the flag, it's that symbol. A lot of people would say, <laughs> talk to the relatives of the Tsar family, you know, in Russia, is that the day came when they came for them. And yeah. they, they frankly shot them all because they wanted none of it left over. And th there is something about what they get, the members of the royal family, what they get by being so lucky as to have people care about the symbolism of their rank and the pomp and ceremony, which my wife sure. couldn't get, get enough of loving. Sure. And I'm not criticizing. I mean, it's beautiful and it's so scripted and so uh, perfect, so perfect. But I look at it and say, what the hell lottery did those people win? What did Prince Charles ever do in his life to deserve the life that he has. He so, didn't even go like me to the gas station and buy a <laughs> damn lottery ticket. If yeah. I won the lottery, at least I yeah. went down and put two bucks on the table. He didn't even do that. Yeah. Actually, Gene, the nice thing was that no, there was so much incest that it was going to happen. Luckily, that yeah. tree grew up and get, got into one little spike. So he was going to be there. You I just weren't. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. It's not. Look, that's what I started saying. Yeah, I'm no. a liberal. There's nothing about me that's politically a monarchist. And yeah. it is unfair. Uh, but it's not particularly fair to to blame people that are just that are born any more than it is to blame someone who's born into a rich family. They didn't well, make that decision. He well, was I, he was born and he happened to be born a prince. We got to change the system. But I'll argue that point. Okay. That's that's exact to me, that's exactly on point. You can line up the monarchs in England and say, I mean, you really want to be wild. You can say, you guys are all victims because you're vi you're the victims of your birth. You did not choose this. Sure. You're stuck with it. But there I would, would be say members was, of the monarchy, including Elizabeth, who would have said that she never wanted. That, well, that look, was because she, of Edward. Look, 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 like that was I a whole her, other thing. I cut her no slack because she could have said she could have Elizabeth at age 26. England, listen to me tonight as I speak into this microphone. This thing we do that I just got stuck in is wrong. We have hungry people in our country. And I'm going to get up tomorrow with 30 servants around me. 
The word is Prince Charles has somebody what like stir his coffee and tie his. Dude, he just fired a hundred people. Like he's already on the shit list. Stop (laughs) the whole thing tomorrow, and he would go down in history. By the way, of saying this is wrong, this is unnecessary. Now we can be like like the Knights of Columbus in the Catholic Church and have some meetings on Friday night, and you know have a beer hall and put on our uniforms if we want to. Play, I get you know, your I get Jerry. your point. I get your point. The difference, the, the only difference when you talk about the czar and that the monarchy in England has no power. None. Okay. So it's it's like saying, you know, why why do we have celebrities here in America and we go crazy with the Kardashians? Why is Kim Kardashian so how, so that it, it's a cultural thing? I get it. And, and, and the monarchy is a symbol of white supremacy. Absolutely. But there was one time when the monarchy came out, well, the two times that the monarchy really came out on the right side of justice. Yeah. In pulling together when no one else in the world, including the United States of America, was willing to take on Hitler. Yep. 100%. And, uh, you know, so England was there. Churchill was there. And little Queen Elizabeth, as a kid, got on radio and got children to not be afraid and say, we're going to get this through together. In other words, they, with no legal power, brought the country together at a time when it really had to be because no one thought England had a shot at at surviving. They, When the bombs came, they said, that's it. So... Good point. They they came out on the right side of history there. And the dismantling of the empire is, again, on the right side of history. They happen to be, a lot of them, rich snobs. I get it. But we've got rich snobs here that have no power. But I'll Uh tell you, the Kardashians have more influence on how Americans behave than Queen Elizabeth had on how British people behave. Maybe, but Ooh, but I, Kim I, Kardashian, <laughs> who would have thought we'd be comparing Kim Kardashian to you know, 26-year-old hey, Queen Elizabeth. But she, and I find myself arguing. <laughs> I, she, I can't wait to hear this. I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> Kim Kardashian is a phenomenally successful, intuitive entrepreneur. She is. She is. My husband She's, is going to run up the stairs and throw the computer against the wall. He is. In saying this because he <laughs> hates them. Uh, well, but she's matter. smart. <laughs> yeah. She has made. Hey, well, she, well, a lot but, of rich. Okay. And, and, but Jerry, and, and you could say, look at all the incredible charitable work they're doing. And on the environment. Now, I'm not a, a fan of Prince Charles, uh, King Charles now. But, no. but I will say on the environment, he was ahead of his time. He That's was Al Gore ahead. of America. Uh, So, you know, it's not as if these people have no virtue. They were born into a situation most of them want to get out of. Not the money of, of, you know, they obviously like it, but they they feel it's a prison. You ask, what's her name? Um, uh, Meghan Meghan Markle. You ask her how much, or back when Princess Diana was uh, alive, how much they love. For some, it's a prison. So I'm not I'm not saying we should continue the monarchy and it's none of my business anyway. Right. But I'm saying it isn't like they 
they in recent years, in a recent generation or two, have been a tyrannical society. They just happen to be rich and white. And I we need also more not sensitivity, although <laughs> I'm looking at America and honestly, I'm not so sure how much sensitivity we have among white people that continue to, you know, vote conservative Republican. Speaking of white people with privilege, we're going to move over to Gene Galvin over here. Boy, for a is moment. he privileged? Did you see where he's living? <laughs> we're going to talk to a very privileged Gene Galvin over here, um, so he can tell us what we've been missing. We have been away for a few weeks here, so Gene, like, catch us up a little bit about what you yeah. were doing, and then we need to talk to Casey. Uh, well, I don't know. I've just been sitting uh, by the phone waiting for the next computer. Uh, <laughs> just for being the next, white. Uh, episode to be recorded. So I'm good. I'm good. Now let's talk with, let's talk some music. Let's get Casey in. Yeah. Hey, Case. Hey, everybody. How are you? Hey. Hey. How do you like you. being white, Casey? How's that good going for you? You can't tell he's uh, white. You can't see through the beard. Not going to lie. I mean, it's, you know, worked out okay so far. So, David, go ahead. You know, know, white, like, go ahead and cut white, that. Yeah. White, I mean, hey, well, I mean, you know, I, it's not that I exploit white privilege, but I know it exists. That's for sure. Yeah, and you talk I about, I mean, you talk about birthright and things like that. Uh, I mean, you know, the best thing that I can do as a human being is try to make it better for everybody that doesn't look like me, you know, and I think that's yeah. the, I think that's the name of the game there. So I don't, yeah. that's why we kind of like you, Casey. Yes. That's kind of why we like you. <laughs> and you know so, what? People that don't look like you actually they have something to be grateful about. That's also I true. I agree. Uh, 100%. <laughs> I can't argue with you, Jerry. Case, what has been going on with you for a little bit? Like, what's like, what's happening? What kind of music is going on with Price Hill? Like, what's, what's, tell us. Oh, well, I've been, uh, just about as busy as ever uh, this year, uh, playing all kinds of festivals around with Price Hill Hustle. And I'm actually down here today at the Whispering Beard headquarters. We're getting ready for the Whispering Beard Folk Festival this weekend. Uh, so, and where is it this is. year? That is at the Carriage House Farms uh, here in North Bend, Ohio, uh, just outside on the west side of Cincinnati. Um, no it's kidding. Taking place, yeah, it's taking place the 23rd and 24th. That's this coming Friday. Saturday for those of you listening live and if you're listening recorded then put it on your calendar for next year um but we're uh yeah we're getting ready we're getting the grounds ready and making signs and uh staking out tent camps and all that kinds of stuff and so it's uh, it's time for the beard so it's been it's been a busy time I'm doing that and I've been uh, doing some music videos for a good buddy of mine Tyler Childers and those just all aired what, recently. The, what, so, what was that? What was that name again? I think we've heard of him. Yeah, probably you might have, you might have <laughs> if you listen to any country music lately. Yeah, if you old old Tyler Childers, so, that's about right too. Yeah. And by the so, way, the the uh, uh, piece you did with Tyler uh, of a music video it, you recorded recently, and they're kind of rolling it out in little pieces. Correct. Well, they yeah they they were up until uh, yet yesterday the official the the full director's cut okay. uh, hit. So on YouTube, you can uh, go check out the the new single from Tyler Angel Band. He's got a new album coming out here in just a couple of weeks that you can check out as well. Via and you everywhere can see you that find music. 
you could see that video. Uh, David Pruce uh, has already put uh, some of it up on social media on, on our oh, Facebook wonderful. page. <clears throat> and we're going to put it on our website as well. So I just want to slip that in there, Megan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, For yeah. Sure. All right. So, um, Casey, real quick before we introduce the song, anybody else, like I know Whispering Beard is coming up. Anybody else that, that maybe has been on the podcast that you can say is going to be there again? We don't want to give it all away, but we know oh, we have some friends. Beard? Yes. Oh, yeah. We've got several friends. Uh, Willie T. Taylor, who's been on the podcast a couple times. Love him. Will be here. Uh, our good buddy, the Harm Brothers, will be here. Um, awesome. Let's see. Uh uh, my personal favorite band called The Wine Tree, who've been on the podcast. They just released a brand new album from Kentucky. They'll be here. And then we've got all kinds of brand new acts uh, coming this year. The Deslons from New Orleans, Emily Ninney from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, Darren Hackard from uh, up in uh, Hocking Hills, Ohio. Uh, yeah. A lot of great singer-songwriters from the region and, and the nation. So, Very cool. Sounds well, great. Sounds great. What do you have for us this evening, Mr. Campbell? What can we well, uh, listen to here? Uh, we've got a cut. Uh, this is a song that's going to be on the upcoming Price Hill Hustle album. You can check it out. You can check everything out for our music at PriceHillHustle.com. It's Buffalo Wobs and Price Hill Hustle. And this is a new song uh, called The Reckoning. We've been playing it live for about a year and a half now, but it's going on our upcoming album, which will be out later this year or early next year. We're not sure of the time frame just yet, but this is actually a production or a, uh, a version of the song we did on Mountain Stage. Uh, uh, run out of West Virginia Public Radio, uh, very prestigious uh, yeah. kind of platform for music, and and this was a live cut we did for them. Very cool. Once again, this is Casey Campbell, Price Hill Hustle. My friends, you may be crossing over Jordan streams to you can with a hair. And you love that was some long hair, before. my friend. <laughs> while you sit. While you pray, someone's a taking it away. Right this this heaven on earth, it ain't gonna stick around right. no more. No. One, two, one, two, three. I said soon one day this world will be no shall pass, and the very first among us will be last. This long after we're dead and gone Get ready for the reckoning to come Well, there's a party on the pilot's lawn And the dancing goes all night But they don't see picket lines Been coming down on the side of right Well, some are blind and some are free Some have nightmares in their sleep Some been writing a song in a minor key Now I'm singing soon one day This world with no shall pass And the very first among us will be last Redwoods, do you need sun? How many months do you think you're gonna need to see? And I told him soon one day this world with no shall pass, and the very first among us will be last. And I told him it was just as long after we did and gone. Get ready for the record and the 
once again, ladies and gentlemen, that was Buffalo Wogs, The Price of Hustle, featuring our very own and lovely Casey Campbell. That was oh, wonderful. You. Dude! Well, thank you. Great. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Man. Doesn't suck if you like that sort of thing, That's sir. Right. That's right. Oh, that was inspirational. Right? So well, tell us you. where we can hear more of your music, Mr. Campbell. Uh, you can find us all over uh, the internet at Buffalo Wobs and the Price Hill Hustle. You can go to our website, PriceHillHustle.com. Uh, that's where you can find information regarding our new album as we're releasing new material coming in the next several weeks. And uh, anywhere else you download your music, all you got to type in is Price Hill Hustle and it'll take you right to it. Very cool. And while you are typing in Price Hill Hustle, go ahead and type in Jerry Springer Podcast or Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, and you can find all of us, Casey and his music, and find out more about all of our artists that we have on this podcast. And you can even look into some of our past broadcasts and listen to some of your favorite arts there. Uh, Casey, thanks so much for being with us, My Jerry and Jean. Glad to be back. Man, it's so great to see you guys again. I miss Likewise. your faces. Man, we keep looking younger <laughs> and younger. <laughs> we sure do. Yeah, gosh darn it, we're a good looking group of people. Good thing we're on radio. Anyway, we're going to take this out uh, with Casey and Jerry, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. I'm going to lay down my heavy load down by the riverside.